text for our meditation this morning and the gospel lesson is written for us in Matthew chapter 20 verses 1 through 16 and I invite you to stand for the reading of the gospel indeed the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard after agreeing to pay the workers a denarius for the day he sent them into his vineyard he also went out about the third hour and saw others standing unemployed in the marketplace to these he said you also go into the vineyard and i will give you whatever is right so they went again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did the same thing when he went out about the eleventh hour he found others standing unemployed he said to them why have you stood here all day unemployed they said to him because no one has hired us he told them you also go into the vineyard when it was evening the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman call the workers and pay them their wages starting with the last group and ending with the first when those who were hired around the 11th hour came they each received a denarius when those who were hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but they each received a denarius too. After they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked one hour, and you made them equal to us who have endured the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he answered one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not make an agreement with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go. I want to give the last one hired the same as I also gave to you. Can't I do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? In the same way, the last will be first and the first last. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Sanctify us through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Please be seated. In Christ Jesus, dear fellow redeemed, Bamboo Creek Gold Mine was the first mine that I worked at after graduating from university. It was in the northern part of Western Australia. It was a remote area and pretty hot. Minnesotans would probably say very hot. Okay. Bamboo Creek was a struggling gold mine. And as such, it wasn't very generous with its workers. Except for Christmas lunch. The Christmas lunch of 1994 is a meal that I am unlikely to forget. The mine owner organized for Morton Bay bugs to be flown into the mine site. Now, Morton Bay bugs doesn't probably sound appetizing to you, but bugs are like lobster. You eat the flesh of the tail and... There are a lot of Australians that think they're almost as good as lobster and they're almost as expensive as lobster. 
they also are from the east coast of Australia. So these Morton Bay bugs had to be flown to Western Australia, the other side of the country, and then up to the mine site in this remote part of the land. Before that day, I think I had eaten bugs maybe once in my life. So I remember walking into the wet mess where the Christmas party was and just seeing these tables of tales of Morton Bay bugs. I don't want to talk about gluttony, but I think I ate three or four of them at that meal. Some of the workers actually were grumbling a little bit because the year before, it was lobster. But for a simple country boy, for whom seafood was a luxury, I thought it was heavenly. In my mind, the mine owner, my employee was so, employer, sorry, was so generous to give us this great meal for Christmas. A generous employer is the illustration that Jesus used in the parable before us today. God is depicted as a landowner who goes out and... Excuse me. God is depicted as a, a landowner who goes out and gets employees. Jesus was teaching an important truth about God through that parable. The truth is, God is generous. He doesn't treat us as we deserve. He gives us what we haven't earned. So God is generous. First, he doesn't treat us as we deserve. Jesus came under criticism because he was willing to welcome sinners and even eat with them, to have fellowship with them. And this rubbed against especially the Pharisees. The Pharisees thought that you did works to earn God's favor. And so Jesus interacting with these sinners was deplorable to him. Jesus may have told this parable in response to the Pharisees, that they would have a proper understanding of the kingdom of heaven. It may have also been for his disciples, and we can certainly say that it's for you and me. So what does Jesus want us to learn from this parable? Well, God is depicted as the landowner who goes out into the marketplace to get temporary employers, employees, sorry. And those employees negotiate with the landowner and they agree to work for a denarius, which was actually a pretty generous wage, day wage, for an unskilled worker. So that group of workers goes into the vineyard. At the third hour, the landowner goes out and finds more workers, employs them and says, I'll pay you whatever is right, go and work. 
Then the sixth and the ninth hour and the eleventh hour, he does the same thing. Then at the end of the day, he tells the foreman to pay the workers. And this is where the, the parable reaches its point, its climax. Because the landowner tells the foreman to start with the last group hired, and when that group came, they received a denarius. So then the people that were hired first, they began to think, well, if he's paying a denarius to these people that have only worked an hour, he's got to pay more to us who have worked through the entire day bearing the heat of the day also. But when that first group hired come, came to the foreman, they too received a denarius. That caused them to begin to grumble against the landowner that he, he wasn't being fair. He wasn't being just in the way that he was giving out his wages. That raises an important issue. Do we want God to be fair? Do we want God to be just? I remember I was once explaining to the gospel to a man and I was telling him that God took all of his guilt, placed it on Jesus and punished Jesus for his sins. I don't know that the guy was really accepting what I was saying, but he was certainly engaged in the conversation. And as soon as I got done explaining this transferal of guilt and punishment to Jesus... He blurted out, that's not fair. That's not fair that God would punish someone else for the things that I've done wrong. Do we want God to be fair? Do we want God to treat us as we deserve? Well, Paul, in the letter to the Romans says that the wages of sin is death. There's what we deserve. The wages of sin is death. And we have many sins. We often grumble against God, discontent with what He has provided for us, just like the people in our Old Testament lesson. Sometimes we chafe against the restrictions that God has given for His workers and we moan against His commandments. We are often discontent with what God has provided and the way He wants us to live and we express it in our heart, in our mind and with our words. We are sinful. So what do we deserve? If God is going to be fair, if God is going to be just, as we understand fairness and justice, every one of us should spend eternity in hell. No, we don't need, we shouldn't want God to be fair. 
what we want, what we need, is mercy. Mercy is treating someone, or excuse me, mercy is not treating someone as you could. So imagine a, a younger, smaller brother and an older, bigger brother wrestling on the living room floor. And the older brother pins down the little brother and starts to tickle him. Okay. Or worse. What does the younger brother want and need? Mercy, mercy, stop, stop. Don't treat me as you can. That's what mercy is. Not treating someone as you could. And that's what we need from God. Because of our sins, He could punish, punish us for eternity in hell. But we plead for mercy. Lord, don't treat us as you could. Be merciful to us. And God desires to be merciful to us. But He is just. And that means sin must be punished. God can't be merciful to you simply by forgetting your sins. No, to be merciful to you, God had to show no mercy to Jesus. Jesus had to bear the full guilt and punishment of all your sins. And God shows us that he showed no mercy to Jesus because Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God fully, completely punished Jesus for all of our sins. He had no mercy on him so that he could have mercy on you and me. So he wouldn't have to treat us as we deserve. God doesn't treat us as we deserve, but he goes one step even further. He gives us what we haven't earned. When we look at this story, this parable, it, in a sense, we can see how it appears so unfair. In our economic mind, those that worked an hour did far less than those that worked the whole day and more work de more, um, deserves more wages. So God is being unfair. The landowner is being unfair in paying the same amount to all the workers. The problem with that, it is viewing the parable from the economy of works. This story is about the kingdom of heaven. What is the commodity of the kingdom of heaven? It is not works. It's grace. 
In Ephesians, Paul wrote, For it is by grace you have been saved, not by works. When we understand then that the workers are all paid according to God's grace, it changes our understanding of this parable. Whether you're the first worker or the last doesn't matter. God is gracious to you. He gives you what you haven't earned. Jesus earned it for you. Jesus lived the perfect life that earned heaven for you and for me. He perfectly kept the commandments. So he loved Mary and Joseph perfectly because we haven't loved our parents as we should. He loved God with his whole heart, mind, soul, and strength because we haven't. And he loved his neighbor as himself because we haven't. Jesus earned your place in the kingdom of heaven so that God gives you what you haven't earned. He gives you what Jesus earned for you. But it's still easy for us to slip back into the thought that the commodity of the kingdom of heaven is, is good works. Let's say you've messed up again really badly. You've sinned in some way. It's very easy to, to look inward and to start to question whether you belong in the kingdom of heaven. Thoughts like, surely a Christian wouldn't do this. Surely I have to be better to be in heaven. Those thoughts are based on works, not grace. You haven't earned your spot in the kingdom. You cannot earn your spot in God's kingdom. Jesus earned it for you. And so when your sins cause you to question the validity of your place, you're looking at the wrong person. Look at Jesus. A little illustration to help explain that. Let's say you have a rich friend and he gives you box office tickets to go and see the Vikings. So you take the tickets and you're sitting in the box and then you begin to look around and you notice rich and famous people. It would be very easy for you to start to think, boy, I don't belong here. Look at all these rich and famous people. That's not me. But if you look at that ticket, you can be assured that you belong there. Not because someone, or not because you earned it, but because someone was generous to you. They gave you what you didn't earn. That's exactly what God has done for you in his kingdom. He is generous. 
He has given you what you didn't earn. He gave you what Jesus did. And so when you doubt your position in his kingdom, don't look at yourself. Look at Jesus. There's your assurance. There's the one that has earned the right for you to be in God's kingdom. So God doesn't treat you as you deserve. He's merciful to you. And God gives you what you haven't earned. He's gracious to you. God has treated you that way because he is generous for Jesus' sake. May his generosity assure you of his abiding love and convince you that one day you will be in heaven. To God be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. Now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.